Hey, welcome to What's the Plot. This is Sean. This is Mandy. And we're back. <laughs> with another episode. Mm-hmm. Mm, how you doing? Let's start with you. How are you doing? You know what? I'm doing better. That's good to hear. I'm doing better. I can tell. Um, these days have been hot, but you know what? I like it like that. Hot uh, weather? Warm, like, with nice breeze. Oh, it. yeah. If it's like a decent temperature with the breeze, I can do that. Good walking weather. Yes, that I can do. It's the really hot ones. Like I told you the other day I got in my car and it was because, you know, where I work, we have a parking garage. So um, when I came uh, out of the garage, it was 90 degrees. Mm-hmm. And when I got back in my car, I could tell it was 90 degrees outside. It was really, really warm. Well, but I wasn't going to complain. At least the garage is underground. Yeah. So it's slightly cooler. It's it's much cooler than outside. So. Yeah. Yeah. Is that it? You're just doing better? You know what? I'm doing better. I got my stretch on. Um, brushed and floss. Your skin looks nice. Well, thank you. I put on some of my regular lotion because we're not getting sponsored by it. So. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Felt good <laughs> on my skin. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man, I've just pretty much been chilling for the most part, enjoying these couple of days off, and can't wait to knock these other days out so I can get some more relaxation in. I am with you. How about, let's, what about you? I'm good. Um, I'm much better myself. Um, Headspace-wise, I feel much better. I think it's because I've been taking things out of my head and writing it down. So, like, I was, like, showing you, like, one of my finance strategies that I have. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, so I got that out of my head. So that's done. Um, I have just like been watching TV, just trying to like relax as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought about today, I have a reading goal that I have like for myself for about the end of the year. Yeah. So I need to get back to like my books and stuff. Um, but yeah, I've just been chilling for the most part. I had this list of things I wanted to accomplish this week. Um, I did a couple of things, but I was okay with not getting the rest done, actually. Yeah, sometimes you got to let some of that stuff go to the wayside, mm-hmm. put a filter on it. Yep. And whatever falls through, that's what's important is the finer things, whatever you want to say. And the other stuff, just, hey, man, just toss it away, come back to it. Yep. Yeah, and i also been using my um, organizer. Yeah, app. you mentioned that. How's yeah. it going? It, it helped the other day. And... I literally put like little stuff on there, like mm-hmm. take out the trash, uh, balance my accounts, um, get some gas, get some gas, <laughs> yeah, go grocery shopping, mm-hmm. little stuff like that. So and then I have it set for a certain amount of time, so I know during these couple hours, this is what I'm going to be doing. Yeah, and I just let it line up. Then I let what the prior me hours before, days before, set the day for that. So I can kind of okay. think less because it'd be those little things that get to me. Yeah. And then it's like a bunch of the little things all in your head swirling yeah. around. Yeah. yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Paying bills. All that stuff comes to my phone. All the reminders. Mm-hmm. And of course, when you paying uh, student loans, yeah. they send you emails even after you paid it. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of like alerts and things that you get for like certain bills. <laughs> You've been in like already paid it. Or like sometimes they'll still mail you stuff even though you've already paid it, and I hate that. Yeah, and I'm uh, I believe in saving paper. 
Yeah. So use the email. But when you lock them at your email, they got to find a way to get to you. Yeah, but it's like, I don't need both, you know? It's like, hey, I just paid you last week. Yeah. yeah. And I'll pay you in a month. It's almost like don't bug me because I make my payments. Leave me alone. Right, because, you know what? I never had that happen to me. Even when I still, even when I'm still, like, paying payments on something. Yeah. They still contact me, whoever it is. But mm-hmm. it's like the people that don't pay, they just like, well, you know what? They're not going to pay. It's like, you don't yeah. need to remind me to pay. Yeah. I'm the one that's paying. Yeah. But, yeah. So, what you been watching? Mm. So, mm. I, <laughs> I have been watching Grey's Anatomy. Um, we just watched a really good two episodes, season eight. Um, so, been enjoying that. Um, mm-hmm. What are you about to say something? No, I'm just listening. Oh. Uh, Digimon, of course. Um, you know, I was telling you, there's this whole world of Digimon out there that I was not aware of. Um, so, I knew that there was like maybe two more seasons or something. I don't even know if I can call or it versions. seasons. Yeah. Like, so there's Digimon Adventure, then there's Digimon Adventure 2, and then I think it's Digimon Tamers, and then there's like another one, mm. I think. And then there's like movies, and of course they're coming out with uh, 2020 Digimon based on the characters from Digimon Adventure. Um, video games, all this stuff. Like, that I just, like, I knew a little bit, but I was not fully aware of. So, I'm going to try to watch some of the other seasons. I'm not going to promise that to myself that they're going to be great. You know what? It's hard when you're watching something and you're so used to that because the original Digimon had, like, what, two seasons? Like, long seasons. I feel like it was broken into multiple, three or four. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. it was, like, long, long, long. And when you're used to those characters, but they introduce new people. But when you're used to those people, when you're used to that setup... I don't really care if it's new characters. I just want it to be good. Sometimes it's not good. I haven't watched Pokemon in I don't know how long. Because mm-hmm. um, even like the characters from the first Digimon Adventure, they were in the second one. Mm-hmm. Apparently there's been some of them like being in college and things like that that I didn't know huh. anything about. Yeah. Okay. It's like a whole world out there, which is pretty cool. So, I mean, they don't have to always make everything to my liking. It's not going to always work that way. But In college, imagine being a grown person and mm-hmm. you still going to the digital world yo they were stressing them kids out <laughs> like mm-hmm. just watching it but it's a very good storyline storyline i like it um what else have i been watching uh we've been watching f is for family together yep he needs to get on blood pressure meds but you know what they say sometimes when people that let they rage out they actually have better blood pressure that could be but, true but he, he needs therapy needs, at least he, yeah Um, and then I, I watched all of Selling Sunset on Netflix, the Mm. real estate show that I was watching. My God, those ladies, so much going on. Yeah. So what about yourself? Um, I mean, I've been watching pretty much the same stuff, Uh um, cause I've been working. So I've been watching How to Get Away with Murder, catching up on some of that. Uh, I've been really watching a lot of my YouTube stuff when I'm at the desk. Because they have, been, have, have me at the desk. <laughs> and what else I've been watching? I've still been watching those uh, African-American history videos. Mm-hmm. I've been watching Digimon and Ephesus for Family with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've just been putting new stuff on the watch list. Well, you uh, started something new this morning. Oh, I started One Punch Man mm-hmm. this morning. It looks pretty cool, it's, actually. Uh, <laughs> it's crazy, but... If you started One Punch Man, let me know what you think. Because I'm on the first episode. 
I think you're on like two or three, right? No, I'm on the first episode. I oh. didn't I didn't go to the second episode. Okay. But from the first episode, it's pretty funny because he seems like he's just like blah. Mm-hmm. And he's tired of just beating people up with one punch. All these monsters are naked. All the monsters are <laughs> naked. Everybody is like, go to gym day. Nobody forgets leg day. Everybody got like eight packs. And it's just like he just he's just obliterating people like with one punch, literally. Yeah. He's having dreams in this first episode. He's having dreams about having worthy opponents. So, are you interested in continuing it? Or, uh, yeah, I think I'll still watch it. It's, okay. it. I think it holds more of my attention than gargoyles. I don't know what's going on gargoyles at this at the point that we're at. Anyway, uh, I'm kind of on and off with gargoyles yeah. because Goliath keeps uh, trusting in uh, what Zena. What is his name? Whatever his name is. Oh, you mean the guy or the, the girl? The guy. Gargoyle? The um, guy. Xanatos. Xanatos. He keeps believing in Xanatos. Xanatos keeps getting him, mm-hmm. which is crazy. I keep saying this. We didn't understand when we was younger. Mm-hmm. But fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice. Well, you can't fool me. You know how President sure. Bush said it back in the mm-hmm. day. But you know what I'm saying. <laughs> fool me twice, shame on me. It shouldn't be a third time, but he just keeps falling for the okie doke. He keeps trying to save people, and it's like, dude, just stick with your clan, stick with your people, chill out. We're trying to yeah. save everybody, but he keeps getting pulled into these stupid things. And for a while, it was entertaining to watch because I was like, man, Goliath is dumb. But now it's just like, Goliath, come on, bro. We were getting some pretty good laughs out of that. Come actually. on, bro. Yeah. But, yeah. And I think I do want to start, I'm, I'm a little bit far behind, but I do want to watch The Mandalorian. Okay. I do want to watch that. We can uh, give it a try. I don't. I don't mind trying new stuff right now. Uh, We're supposed to try to finish Once Upon a Time finally. Uh yeah. And I also noticed that I still have two episodes of Shira left. Oh, okay, cool. I think because I got to like those two episodes, and I was like, no, I'm not ready to be done yet. Oh, I thought you were done, done. No, <laughs> and I kind of stopped watching it because I didn't want it to end just yet. So sounds childish, but yeah. whatever. It's understandable. Um, so just really quick for like new stuff, it's not like anything extremely special. Um, but <laughs> what we knew would happen, uh, movies that were supposed to come out in July are being postponed, mm-hmm. pushed back to August. So that movie, The Tenant, uh, that I mentioned before, that's being pushed back. And I think Disney's trying to figure out what to do with Mulan. Okay. I don't know if they're going to release it in theaters or if they're going to come up with a different strategy, if they're going to push it back till next year, like what's going to happen. Um, because and then the other thing is I don't know how those are done, but like for things that still need to be filmed, I don't know how that's gonna go because cases in California are going up. Mm-hmm. More people are out, of course, it's summertime, so naturally people are around each other and doing things. Um, so cases are going up there. So don't know if it's gonna affect filming or not. Not exactly sure. Um, and then of course, like theaters are still attempting to reopen. Come July, so not sure how that's going to go either. Yeah, that's going to be kind of hard. Yeah, movie theaters are going to have to come up with some some other strategies. I'm not going to give any ideas because I don't want anybody taking my ideas. But yeah. they need to do something because, as we all know, we've been to the movies before, and mm-hmm. those floors are sticky. You mm-hmm. flip the your chair down sometimes, and it's still like popcorn and stuff in the chairs, mm-hmm. or people didn't left stuff in the chairs, or drinks in there. So, in order for them to actually be cdc guidelines they're gonna have to do a lot they're gonna have to hire people like a literal cleaning crew to come in between movies 
like movie time in between movies is probably gonna have to be further apart. Yeah, I can see that. There's less. It's gonna be less showings mm-hmm. and less people to view. So then you got to think about how to protect the workers, right? And I wonder if they would even serve food. At this that's point. what I was about to say. Especially at places like the, uh, or the studio movie grill places. But you know what? With the food, they could at least put those plexiglass things up. They could probably find a way for them to hand you your food through the thing. <laughs> sure. You know what I mean? I think that they would probably have to turn into where you have to go get your own food if you want food. They can't just be walking through there because people cough, don't cover their hand, uh, they cover their mouth. But do you know what I mean, though? The plexiglass you yeah. mean between seats? No, like at the front the where they serve food. Yeah, I'm saying. They can, the people that work there can have the plexiglass up in front of them. Yeah. You know like how we go to Target and stuff and they got it up in front of them now? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I don't um, know. That's just it for it's, news. I don't, I mean, there's things happening, but nothing that's like super crazy that I have seen anyway. So, that's yeah. it. So, you ready to jump into this topic? Yeah, let's jump into the topic. So, okay. we're going to learn today. Yay. Uh, this week, we're going to be talking about screenwriting. Yep. Yeah. The, the basis of everything that we pretty much talk about. Yeah. Whether it's bad or good, it's, it's a basic setup. Yeah. For all this stuff. So, like, as much as we enjoy things, um, I think we both are the kind of people, like, we like to know how things work behind the scenes, too. Yeah. So, figure we will start with, screen, uh, you know, with screenwriting. Um, so, I have thought to myself, well, I'm sure you have to, like, what actually goes into it. Mm-hmm. So, went through and kind of compiled some things. Now, we are not experts on this subject. So, this is just information that we compiled. Make sure you do your own research. Look into things on your own. Um, and come up with your own conclusion on things. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to start with defining uh, what is screenwriting. Let's do it. Okay. So according to Wikipedia, don't shoot me. This is the only place I can find the definition. So according to Wikipedia, screenwriting, which is also called script writing, is the art and craft of writing scripts for mass media such as feature films, television productions, or video games. It is often a freelance profession. I did not know that. Hmm. Well, I can see that because most of the time when you write a script, you sell it to a production company. That's very true. Okay. And and or you sell it, you film, and then they say either they want to film it or they want to buy it from you. Mm-hmm. I know those things like that because I've listened to Ice Cube talk about stuff like that before. Oh, okay. Cool. So, yeah. Um, so, what is a screenwriter slash scriptwriter? So, according to The Balanced Careers, uh, the duties and responsibilities of a scriptwriter – uh, it says the job generally requires the ability to perform the following duties. So you ready? Let's go. First one is to develop and research ideas for original movie screenplays. Okay. Makes sense. Second one is create an initial framework or treatment for screenplays. Okay. <laughs> Sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> it does, but yeah. The third one is write or adapt a story into a script. The fourth one is meet with film executives to pitch screenplays and ideas. The fifth one is weave together visual elements and scenes with plot and dialogue. And the last one is work with producers and directors to edit and adjust the script as needed. Okay. That sounds like a lot. It sounds like a lot. But Does it sound know, intimidating? It's, it can sound intimidating, but you know what? We come from an era where Airbud had you're right sequels. So it's possible. You know what? You're right. 
More and don't people? I've never watched Sharknado, but isn't that like Sharknado, a thing? Sharknado, people love Sharknado. I think it's written bad on purpose, <laughs> mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. It's mm-hmm. written bad on purpose. Yeah. So people, people like that. So I wonder if, like, I'm sure people probably put up, like, job, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, uh, job postings, postings and stuff? You think? I'm assuming, right? I feel like. These days, it's probably word uh, word of mouth like, hey, I write scripts, you write scripts. I know a friend who writes scripts. Mm-hmm. Hey, do you want a job? They doing some stuff over here. I'm sure they do some postings, but I don't know where. I feel mm-hmm. like maybe back in like the early 19-somethings, they were like posting like. Well, they have teams of writers for shows and stuff. Right. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like these days, I feel like it's more so like a team yeah. of people like sitting and writing stuff and bringing other people in. And maybe they, maybe production houses or something have postings mm-hmm. or like uh internships and stuff like that mm-hmm. more so than like you open up the paper and it's like no not- for that's how i look that's how that's what i heard <laughs> not like on not like but you know what? maybe they did that back in the day that's what i'm saying like i can see like 1950s looking for screenwriters to help develop whatever you know what i thought about um but this may not necessarily be like screenwriting it could be more of like a production kind of thing mm-hmm. so like the first thing that pops in my head when it said like weave together visual elements and scenes, well, this not I guess it's more of an animation thing. So you remember when we watching like that Disney bit thing. about the Lion King, mm-hmm. and they were this was on like the extras on the yeah. Blu-ray, and they were just like showing the storyboard, mm-hmm. like all the, like that is the coolest thing on the planet. Yeah, because that's how they pretty much like. They culminate everything, they break everything down, and it comes up, and that's how they have their scenes. Because yeah. I learned this a while back, that you just don't go shoot a movie. Of course you don't. Some, some people think you just go shoot a movie. Mm-hmm. I definitely thought that. Mm-hmm. But it's literally like scenes. We shoot this, and you merge them together. Shout out to people that edit. But yeah, 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 that is part of it, I believe so. And then um, Disney archives, like all that stuff too. So mm-hmm. like original drawings and stuff, like... Even if it's not what they use, right? They do keep yeah. All they that, keep all I mean, that stuff. It's like in the the one we was watching. They had all the stuff from like way back. Like they keep the paint colors yeah, and they, everything that they use. Yeah, it's crazy, but it's it's actually really cool to watch stuff like that. I do like that. Yeah. Um. So, what is the difference between a film script and a TV script? So, of course, naturally in my brain, I think that everything works the same. It's writing, so you think that you kind of do everything the same. So, according to Masterclass, uh, this is not an ad either. Um, According to Masterclass, there are five differences between TV writing and film writing. You ready? Let's go. So, the first one is TV scripts are shorter than movie scripts. Of course. Um, The second one is TV shows have different narrative structure. Makes sense. Uh, The third one is TV scripts don't have to revolve, not revolve, resolve every story right away. Right. Um, the fourth one is, I mean, to be honest, do movies, I mean, they have to resolve That's it true. for that particular movie, but it sequels. can continue. It can continue. I got a movie I want to talk about that, that kind of happens okay. in the movie still super long. Mm-hmm. Uh, go ahead and finish. You can finish it. Okay. Um, the fourth one is TV scripts are dialogue driven or movies not. Well, you know what? Maybe. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm gonna I'm show you. I'm gonna tell you the example of one real quick. Oh, okay. Watch it. Go ahead. Um, and then the last one is TV shows require more writing <clears throat> in the long run, which of course I can see that. Okay, so when you said TV scripts 
are dialogue driven and mm-hmm. TV scripts have to uh, don't have to resolve every story right away. Mm-hmm. We just watched Grey's Anatomy yes. and they literally the whole plot was dialogue, dialogue, dialogue for what two or three episodes mm-hmm. until we finally get to the pinpoint mm-hmm. of the original episode where it all started. Mm-hmm. So they had the oppor- they had the opportunity to kind of drag the story out a little bit more, mm-hmm. add more uh, pieces, add more characters, adding more decision making mm-hmm. spots in there, and make it more uh, what you call it. What's the word I'm looking for? I can't find it right now. Mm-hmm. But make it like people deal with their morals stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. So it's like more like oh life lessons and friendship and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Decision making, all that type of stuff. Yeah. I don't know. They didn't resolve because remember we was watching, he was like, either you're going to tell her or you're not going to tell her. Mm-hmm. But they, and then she just kept talking and kept saying his name and kept talking. And then they put Yang into a situation mm-hmm. where she had to make a decision. And then she, her, she felt bad because morally she was like, this is the wrong thing to do. Yeah. Uh, this just happened. She felt betrayed. It was like a whole bunch of emotions that was going on. And then Hunt, is the name Hunt? Yeah, that's her husband. Dr. Hunt, he was put into different situations. The chief was, uh, I mean, not the chief, but the ex-chief was put I into. I mean, I'm only saying that because the only other, th- I mean, maybe because movies maybe have more action in it, I guess. Right. So the only thing I can think about, the thing that popped in my head, if we're going to think about any movie that's different is people always joke that John Wick says like three things in his movies. Right. And then, like, the rest is just, like, action-based. Right. But it still has... But to jump over to John Wick real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first movie... Which one was the first movie? The first movie is when they... His, his wife... They took his dog and all that. They didn't take his dog. They killed his they dog. They killed his dog. They murked his dog. Yeah. So he had to find out who did it. Mm-hmm. He got to who did it. He yeah. did his thing. Pow. They took his car, right? Mm-hmm. He got his car. The second one, I forgot what happened in the second one. But this is when it's usually just action. But the whole thing is this. It's a lot of action. It's a lot of build up. But with, with movies like John Wick and movies like Kill Bill and stuff like that, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. And you really have to follow the basics of like the plot line. I don't know. I feel like I'm kind of lost on like what you're trying to tell me. So exposition, bam! You open up, they break everything open. They introduce the characters, all this stuff. No, I'm asked. I'm saying like, are movies not dialogue driven? Yes, they are dialogue driven. Well, why is that a difference between film script and TV script? Because oh, it, because, maybe because movies are longer. They don't necessarily have to have. But movies sometimes are a one-off. With TV shows, my understanding with TV shows is. You can literally, like, when you think of in living, uh, not in living color, but living single, you can literally have several scenes where people just talking and cracking jokes. It doesn't have to be, like, uh, a climax or nothing like that. They can literally just have a one-off episode of them having a problem with an engine in a car. Okay. And they can just sit and they can talk and laugh about it, crack jokes, reminisce. It doesn't necessarily have to be, like, it doesn't have to follow the exact plot line. Now, throughout the season, it can connect if they have a climax and a, all that stuff during a season, mm-hmm. it could connect stories when okay. you're having TV. This is how I look at it. And with a movie, 
it all has to run that that plot line somewhat. Okay. So dialogue is very important (laughs) because this is why, like, if you go back and watch uh, those family shows and a lot of stuff is just filler. That's a lot of dialogue. It's just filler. I feel like I know what you're saying, but for some reason my brain won't let me grasp it. I think that you're trying to say, well, I really don't know what you're trying to say. (laughs) This This is what I understand. Movies follow the basic line of the plot line. You get the opening, you get the rise, you get the climax, you get the fall, you end the movie. Okay. With TV, I can write an episode about anything, but I can know what I want the season to be about. The season. You know what pops in my head when they say it's dialogue driven? Like you remember how they used to have to, well, sometimes they still do. They used to film in front of a studio audience. Mm -hmm. Is that why they're feeling like it's dialogue driven? I don't think so. I feel like when you're writing, you can you can just make an episode about nothing. I mean, it's dialogue. We got to what's the definition of dialogue? I'm really not trying to like make this difficult, by the way. Let me see. I think that you're thinking about it in a movie sense. I could be. Yeah, I think that so you're. I'm going to pull up the definition of dialogue. You're thinking about it in a, a movie sense. So I think you're thinking about every episode and you think about dialogue being yeah it says dialogue uh of course this is dictionary.com a conversation between two or more people as a feature of a book play or movie you can literally have a one you know what a one man play and it's all dialogue yeah you can literally have an episode and it's all dialogue with three characters of a tv show i'm pulling something out real quick i just want to say something that's my that's my definition of it. I can watch several I've watched several episodes of How to Get Away with Murder and all it is is like little clues connecting to something else, but it's mostly just talking, they doing a case, and it might not have nothing to do with the overall thing, but we all know that if you watch How to Get Away with Murder, it's always that one thing that they're reversing and getting to. So it's a it's a season climax. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to look something up, but for some reason, this internet refuses to behave normally. Yeah, it's a it's a season climax. That's how you got to think. Like movies are the short game, and when you think about TV, you got to think about the long game because it says Mm. TV TV shows require more writing in the long run. So sometimes. You start a series off and a person has a problem, a character flaw or something. And usually with character flaws, you don't just fix those in two episodes as is in life. You don't fix those in two minutes. So maybe by the fifth season, the person is doing better with that character flaw. So it's not a movie where they fix that character flaw in the next 30 minutes or by the end of the movie. Okay. This thing that I'm looking at, it says, like, dialogue-driven refers to the conversation between the characters. A dialogue-driven story is told in the conversation without a lot of descriptive paragraphs. Okay, yeah. Whatever. It doesn't make sense to me still. Um, So let's move on. Okay. (laughs) Let's move on to um, the script writing process for TV. 
So according to Masterclass, uh, this is the traditional structure of a one-hour TV show. Ready? Mm -hmm. So Act 1, you introduce your characters and present the problem. Act 2, you escalate the problem. Act 3, have the worst-case scenario happen. Act 4, begin the ticking clock. And then Act 5 is have the characters reach their moment of victory. This here, to best explain, and probably what you would need to for that, think Family Matters. I cannot think Family Matters. Matters I haven't seen in forever, so you have to give me some reason. Think Urkel messing up something. Think them knowing that Urkel's going to mess up something. Think, like... Hey, we're gonna go out of town. I put the 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 dishwashing uh, stuff for the dishwasher. Make sure you don't use dishwashing liquid, because if you do, it's gonna make it suds up and all this stuff. And it's like, of course I wouldn't do that. They leave. Hey, don't forget to put the dishes in the dishwasher. I'ma start it. Okay, you start it, but they're the person that's supposed to start it didn't start it. What a he warning to. The other person started, they put dishwashing liquid in there. So they go, hey, let's go get some pizza. So now the dishes are going. The dishwashing liquid is messing up. It's suzzing all out. It's going crazy. It's flooding the kitchen. I get that. You see, that's that's the whole thing right there. As far as TV that's goes. That's the whole thing. No, I'm not talking about what you're talking about. I'm talking about like how to oh. act. Like, Oh, yeah. Yeah, I understood that. And the victory would be, you know, usually the house is clean. There's no they hurry up and clean it up before the parents get home. And they get back home. Everybody's eating pizza, and it's Uh like, what happened? Oh, nothing. We're just sitting watching TV eating pizza. You know, it's crazy. So there's an episode of Rick and Morty, right, where the parents leave and go out of town. They're like, hey, don't have any parties while we're gone. Right. So of course, you know, Rick being immature and being the person he is, they have a party, of course, Mm -hmm. and they have all these people from like outer space and things like that come. Um, So then. Of course, like some things happen like during the episode. So it gets to a point where um, I don't even I feel like the house ended up on a different planet or some shit like that. I don't know. But they ended up like finding out that the parents were on their way back home. So they ended up freezing the parents in order to like get everything like fully clean. Mm -hmm. But I think they ended up like freezing the parents for like several months. (laughs) So they were just like frozen in that place. And then, like, because they, they froze them, and then, like, they started doing, like, a bunch of other stuff in between. And then they, like, unfroze them and everything like that. I just thought about that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. yeah. Um, so one of the tips that they also had for that, uh, for script writing process for TV, yeah. is think of how you want each act to end when you begin to structure an episode. Right. Um, and they said you should also have an A, B, and C storyline. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like what we... Did we talk about that? Mm-hmm. Will you write the end? Yeah. Most people say you should write the end before uh, the ending of your story so that you can know, like, how you want to, like, go throughout that process. Right. Were you telling me that or did we? We discussed a... that. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Did you have anything else you wanted to add there or? Um, I think we discussed it off mic. Uh, did we discuss it one of these episodes? I don't mm-hmm. know. But, like, uh, the great MC. Rock him. I'm <laughs> okay. sure I've said this before. Mm-hmm. He would write the end of his verse mm-hmm. before the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then he would go back and he would piece it together till it got to the end of his verse. Mm-hmm. So. 
So when they say begin the ticking clock, is that like, okay, they have so much time to get to this victory? You kind of know, kind of like how yeah. they, okay. That's what, that's what I interpret it as. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so now we're going to move on to the script writing process for film. So uh, there's actually multiple structures, uh, but the most popular structure is the three-act structure, which is the beginning, middle, and the end. Mm -hmm. So act one is exposition and inciting action and turning point into act two. So it says the first act typically starts with exposition, one or more scenes that establish the world of the story. Cool. Yeah. Act two. Uh, act two is rising action, midpoint, turning point into act three. It says the story's middle act consists of a rising action that leads to a midpoint, then develops into a crisis. And then act three is pre-climax, climax, and is it denouement? Denouement? Sure. Okay. I don't know how to pronounce <laughs> that word. <laughs> um, and so those are the three acts. Now, I did see... Um, and I'll just read them off. I don't know very much about them. You guys can look into these on your own. Mm. The article that I got it from is called uh, ScreenCraft.org. Well, the article that I got it from is on screen, uh, ScreenCraft.org. Sorry mm -hmm. about that. So um, the first one is, of course, the three-act structure. Uh, the second one is called real-time structure. The third one is multiple timeline structure. Uh, hyperlink structure. I think it's Fabula. Suzo? I'm not sure how to pronounce it. It's S-Y-U-Z-H-E-T structure. Uh, reverse chronological structure. You know what I thought about here? Is mm -hmm. that what they do on How to Get Away with Murder? Yeah. Okay. That's my first guess. Okay. That was... Not trying to be funny. Is that what they do on BET movies? No. You, you got it misinterpreted <laughs> with the whole uh, freeze frame. Yeah. I bet you wonder how I got here. <laughs> it all started three weeks ago. In Miss Johnson class. It was just a regular day. Oh, man. You know what? Did they do thing. that with the movie ATL, too? I don't know. Kind of like the way they do. I feel like they did. I don't know. But a lot of movies that we watch do start off like that. <laughs> Straight to DVD joints, too. <laughs> Bet you wonder how I got here. Um, This other one's called Rush Rashomon Structure. Sorry, guys. There's some words I can't pronounce. It's R-A-S-H-O-M-O-N structure. Uh, this other one is called circular structure. There's nonlinear structure. I think this one is Wonerick structure. It's O-N-E-I-R-I-C. So those are just some other structures um, that I happen to see listed as well. So um, I also have a note here. It says uh, there are also subplots that are important to character development. Yes. <laughs> um, these subplots often happen, happen simultaneously with the main plot. Right. So I thought you had some notes on like a movie or something. So I had some about. notes. I was watching The Matrix. <laughs> okay. All right. If you know The Matrix, you know for sure the first Matrix. If you don't know any other Matrix, I'll be honest with you. Never seen the second Matrix nor the third, but I plan on watching it this upcoming week mm -hmm. because I do want to see what happened because I want to know why Rotten Tomato gave it a 35. Mm -hmm. um, so real quick. So discussing Act 1. Act two and act three. Mm -hmm. If you haven't seen The Matrix, please go see it. It's on Netflix. They got it on sale on Vudu. You get all three of the movies for like $35. There's not an ad. It's just something I do. I just go scour the Vudu. Uh, so the first act is what she's talking about, the whole exposition, everything. So it opens up with, uh, you know, the 
agents going to find Trinity. It's just like introduction of these people. You like, who are these people? Uh, then they mentioned Neo's name, mm -hmm. a back plot and all that. So now Neo's the focus. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm not going to like go detail for detail. Pretty much we find Neo. He's a computer hacker. He works at a computer technology company. Mm -hmm. uh, what Trinity and Morpheus all in, they find him through the, the computer, whatever. Mm -hmm. But he's been having this whole thing where he's like, have you ever had this dream that you're, you feel like you're still awake from? So he knows that he's having this dream and he's no, he's, he's not in the real world and all this thing. So this is the back plot. This is the, this is how they get him lured in and they give him all these clues to find stuff. Watch the movie. Watch the movie. The movie's like two hours or something. Have you seen The Matrix before? No. You should watch The Matrix. I don't want to watch Looking The Looking back at the graphics, I'm like, yeah, but the story is good. Well, let me not say I've never watched it. It's been on in class before, and I just didn't watch it. I wasn't interested. Okay. So... Still in Neo gets taken by the agents, blah, mm -hmm. blah, blah. They tell him all these things that he has to do to seek the truth and to get out of this world where you're awake, but you're still asleep, Neo. Mm -hmm. Scurry over to Act 2. And this is Act 2 is usually said, it says what? like Rising action, midpoint, turning point into Act 3. Okay, so back in Act 1, Neo takes the pill. We know the, the famous blue pill, red pill. The red pill detaches you from the Matrix, lets you into the real world. He goes, takes the pill, bam, we fall into Act 2-ish kind of a little bit. Mm -hmm. And in Act 2, this is usually where people, they kind of expose people's, uh, their actions. Mm -hmm. And they kind of hearken a little bit more on who the characters are. Their decisions, what led them to this point. Pretty much you'll see who's the villain or the person who will like cross somebody in the Matrix. They had one of those guys who wanted to go back into the Matrix because he got tired of living in a real world because all they ate was gruel. It looked like grits and cream of wheat and shit like that. Mm -hmm. Didn't like it. So he wanted to go back. So we know that he crosses them. Uh, then the build up plot is Morpheus winds up. The Morpheus, Morpheus is the leader. Okay. Of the of the these people is this Act Three you're on now? It's Act Two. Okay, because in Act on the movies, Act Two is like that pre right before you get to the somewhat to the climax. So it's okay. a rise in action. So they're like, Neo, you're the one. We know you're the one. The Oracle has given us the prophecy. I know you're the one. Trinity is in love with him. The Oracle said they will know who the one was when Trinity falls in love with him. She's in love with him. So Morpheus get taken, and usually they don't go fight the agents head on, but Neo, we know he's the one, so he's like, we're going to go get him. Is this, um, what's his name in this movie, Keanu Reeves? This is Keanu Reeves. Okay. The, the man with the pigeon toes. Mm -hmm. uh, so they go get Morpheus. Um, this big battle, a lot of action, shooting, kicking, wata wata. Then we jump into Act 3 real quick. And, and earlier, it kind of, what's it, what's it, it pre-shadows when he says, Will I be able to stop uh, dodge bullets like them? Go watch the movie. I'm not going to go into detail about that. And Morpheus looks at him and say, you wouldn't even have to dodge them, pretty much. Mm -hmm. And this is where we have the famous trailer where we see Neo stopping bullets. And we see that he bypasses the agents. He can do what agents can't do. He stops bullets and, hey, this is the 
pre-climax coming into the climax. We know that he's the one now, and now he's whooping ass and taking names, and he don't give a damn. He's beating people with one hand. He's yawning, frying burgers with the other hand. He's whooping ass, pretty much. And then the other, we go into the climax of the Sentinels busting up the ship and all that stuff. So watch The Matrix. Look at Act 1, Act 2, Act 3 of what we explain. I put the links in the description of everything so you can kind of see what it is and just look up the definition of like a plot line and all of it it makes sense. Go ahead. I wonder are there um, actual, like, can we see actual scripts? Like if somebody has ever put it online before. I wonder if somebody ever broke it down like that. Like Act 1, Act 2. I'm sure they've broken it down. I'm sure that's how they do it. But I'm saying. We just don't see it. But I'm saying like, do they write, this is the rise in action part. I'm sure they do all this. I would love to see that though. I don't know. I don't know. Hey, if you ever wrote a script out there. They're not going to share their scripts with us. No, 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 no. Oh. (laughs) And you know, like, how you set it up. Show us how you set it up. Send us an email at whatistheplot at gmail.com. And just, we don't want to see, we don't need to see your script. We don't want to know your story because we don't want no copyright infringement and all this Mm -hmm. stuff and all that. We just want to know. Whenever you set your paper up or whenever you set your whiteboard or your blackboard up, how do you write stuff out? Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, yeah. So what are the elements of a good script? So this comes from screencraft.org too. Um, first one is concept. So keep people engaged, of course. That's important. Um, the second is continual conflict and high stakes. Mm-hmm. The matrix. Um, the third one is moments. Uh, each scene should bring out emotions and moves the characters and the story forward. Uh, number four is fluid pacing and uncomplicated aesthetics. So make it a fast read and don't linger on the story mm. or in the story, I should say. Right. Um, and number five is simple and straightforward format. Maybe that's why everybody uses the three act structure. Right. Mm. Because this is the thing. We've all written something before. Or thought about writing something before. I was going to say, not everybody. And you like, you know what? I want to make this where the people do this and they do all this shooting or they do this and they win this. But you have to get there first. Mm-hmm. So that's where maybe reverse writing, getting to the C part first. So I wonder what it's called, the one that they use on BET. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably like prefacing or something. I don't know, but it's it's actually pretty funny. Well, it's funny now because people make so many skits about it. No, it's actually pretty funny. <laughs> no, I would love to do a movie like that, though. Really? Like, you know how I got... Whoa, 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 and you're falling back. I don't know. I never really kind of liked that. Bet you wonder how I got here, right? No, we don't wonder how. <laughs> Started four months ago. I was just taking out the trash. <laughs> so I also wrote down some um, pretty popular screenwriters. Um, so I'll just name a few, um, that may be familiar to people. So Issa Rae, uh, John Ridley, George Lucas, James Cameron, who it's been taking him forever to give us Avatar. Oh, okay. I've never seen the first Avatar, so it don't matter. Look, we got a three day weekend coming up. And you've never seen the Matrix. Avatar first. No, that's going to take the whole weekend. (laughs) It is not. Um, another one is Mar Brocker Kill. You know, she wrote the game and like all that. Mm, okay. Um, Shonda Rhimes, my girl. Uh, mm. Jordan Pill, Tyler Perry, and Stephen King. Okay. So it's just a couple. This is going to be, you know, I'll ask you off mic. 
Okay. <laughs> it's going to be a stupid question, so I don't want to ask you. That's fine. Okay. No question is stupid. Uh, did you have anybody you want to add to that list, maybe? Uh, no, me. <laughs> me? What? I write scripts, too. Hey, if you want to get He does casted, not write scripts. <laughs> hit us up at a what is the plot at He does not write scripts. Com. <laughs> I write scripts. So I wonder, um, I'm pretty sure, like, writing Ice for... Cube? Are you saying to add to the list? Yeah. Okay, you just yelled at Ice Cube. My bad, it just came to me. <laughs> yay, yay. Um, I'm pretty sure, like, writing for a play is, like, completely different. They I have, like, so. multiple acts. No, they have multiple acts in the It's play. probably longer. Play so they play. have multiple acts in but a play. Of course they do, but you have to think about this. Plays are, like, the oldest okay. of writing. Yeah. So I'm sure that they have their own setup, too, that includes the acts. But yeah. they probably break it down more. So it's probably, like, a jillion acts. I remember reading, was it Beowulf in school? Mm-hmm. It's like Hecka X on there, if I remember. I don't know if I had X. Have you ever Forgive seen me. Beowulf the movie? No, I haven't. Mm-hmm. You know what's funny? That writing was so complex to me back then that I didn't even get the stories. I literally just read it because the teacher said read it. So, okay, so talking about all the stuff that we just talked about, right? Is there any show or movie where you thought the writing was bad? Mm. I don't know off the top of my head. I know that there's been a few. Oh, uh, it's a show that comes on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It's about like this weed dispensary or something. Oh, uh, I forgot the name of it. I know what you're talking about. But is it weeds? No, uh, that no. It's the, the other show with the older lady, right? Yeah. Okay. She was in misery. She the one that broke the dude ankles. Uh-huh. I think that's her. She was also in that movie with. What she had got like Alzheimer's or something. It's a Tyler Perry movie. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't good. And you know why it wasn't good to me? Mm-hmm. I don't like laugh tracks. What laugh tracks aren't supposed to be. And the characters were whack. Mm-hmm. They had a guy on there who's a security guard who really had like PTSD for real from being in a war. And they mm-hmm. kind of played off it weird. Like he was smoking uh, some weed or whatever. And he was ha- like having these flashbacks. And everything, mm-hmm. and it was kind of like making it like loop. But I, I don't know. Just, and then they had laugh tracks, and I was like, I don't think this is something funny to laugh at. Or, mm-hmm. So I just kind of turned it off. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Um, is there ever like a show that you enjoyed, but you felt like there was at some point like bad writing in it? Uh, a lot of people share this. Or maybe I shouldn't say bad writing. Does that sound bad? Should I say like? It wasn't up to my what I. It wasn't. Uh, you felt like it wasn't up to par or something. Yeah, uh, I've heard several people explain this and will say this, and I kind of agree with them. So I agree with them at this point. Martin, the last season. Well, they had that whole situation going on too. Yeah, that whole and it's like I know they couldn't only do some, but uh, do so much, but like the writing kind of fell off due to that because mm-hmm. uh, character interaction and all whatever was going on. Mm-hmm. That's. Probably about it. What's funny is I have a ton more when we get off of here, but I know I was <laughs> that because that question just popped in my head. Um, of course, like notoriously, people felt that way about the last season or two of Game of Thrones. I wouldn't say that. Yeah, but um, that's their personal opinion. One of the shows that I mean, I personally stopped watching it for because I felt like it was just going nowhere. 
was once upon a time. But I do want to finish it. Uh, sometimes what happens with writing for me is some points become redundant. Yes. And they keep pulling. So once upon a time, there was a season where it was Peter Pan and that was dang near like six or more episodes. It was too long for me. And I remember leaving the house and I was like, how many more episodes with Peter Pan is it going to be? Mm-hmm. And when we finally got done with that story. Now we're on to one that's like super long too that we stopped on like. Yeah. Maybe a year or so ago. Yeah. It's been a while. So, yeah. Because it was like really good. And then I felt like there was a point to it. In the beginning. And then Henry was doing some weak writing skills where he was, I don't know, man. It was pretty weak. <laughs> and I feel like now they're, like, kind of desperate with this storyline. Well. The, the whole savior thing is really annoying, honestly. You know, and, and this is what happened on, when they kept, when she keeps saying savior, you're the savior, hand you're the savior, and her hand shaking. It's like, Lord, is her diabetes acting up? Get us some something to drink or something. <laughs> And the whole thing went on. Not that we think diabetes is funny. Diabetes is not funny. I work in a industry where I don't think diabetes is funny at all. I'm just mm-hmm. saying, usually people start shaking when they like having going some diabetic. Mm-hmm. But anyway, on the episode of Grey's Anatomy, she kept saying her husband's name over and over. Hey, how's Henry doing? Hey. Did, oh uh, yeah. Did, is he? So I'm like, it was it was getting kind of annoying. Yeah. So it's like we know his name. Mm-hmm. You can kind of throw like some nicknames in there. How how my how's my hubby doing? Or stuff like that. Like kind of just mm-hmm. throw us off a little bit. You don't have to keep necessarily saying his name. Well, if they would have stopped going in the room, then she would not. Have you know that episode was kind of getting to me. Yeah, I mean, that's I dialogue it. though, huh? I enjoyed it though. You know, but it was <laughs> some things in there that was like the writing was bad. It just was annoying. But that's dialogue though, huh? They stretched it out, and we all know that Grey's Anatomy went on a heck of a run. It's still um, going, I think. I thought it was done. I thought it was last season. Let me see. But, yeah. So, I just want to throw some uh, good scripts with TV and film out there, if you don't Go mind. Ahead. Sure. Let me put my paper up here. So, good TV scripts to me. Say it how you want to. Especially when you're talking about uh, stretching out dialogue. Mm-hmm. Big Bang Theory. Yes. Uh, Martin. Mm-hmm. Living Single. Uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, mm-hmm. Grey's Anatomy, mm-hmm. How to Get Away with Murder, The Office, mm-hmm. Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. Boardwalk Empire. I never got uh, to Boardwalk Empire. The Wire, the classics, uh, Monk. I love some Monk. Mm-hmm. I love Psych. Okay. Uh, movies, good movie scripts to me. Harry Potter movies. It's mm-hmm. a good uh, setup, good sequels, even with the whole, what's it, the Beast? The, Fantastic Beast. The Fantastic Beast. You know, I didn't like that. Was That one I didn't the like. The first but one. But you know what? With that is she's basing it off of like a really short book that just sort of kind of describes animals. I think it gave so a little So they had back. to develop something for that. I think it gave a little back backstory, so I'm not too mad at it. Uh, Coming to America, Antoine Fisher. The original Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire. Uh, Enemy of the State with my uncle, Will Smith, and that. That's one of my favorite movies, by the way. Uh, and I already bought it, so don't you guys. <laughs> uh, A Time to Kill Never with, watched with that. Samuel L. Jackson. 
I don't know if it'd be something that you would like to watch. Okay. But it's the stories, like a good story about like racial tensions and also about like a father's love. Okay. I think for me, like, I don't know. I don't have like a list of like TV shows and things that I think, you know, the writing was really good. Um, of course, I have my shows that I like. Maybe to other people. So what? 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 What's all in a brew pot that comes together and make you say to yourself, "This is a show that I want to continue to watch"? Because sometimes you watch one or two episodes and you're done. <laughs> also, um, what's a good show out there for you guys? What pieces does a show need to? pique your interest so you can be like you know what i want to see the next episode and i'm not talking about something that everybody's talking about i'm talking about something that maybe everybody's talking about but Mm -hmm. something that you get a hold to and you like this is good i must keep watching Mm -hmm. make sure you email us the email will be in the description what is the plot at gmail.com um i don't know for me i think you just have to keep me engaged of course um it has to make sense to me like I don't have to understand everything, you know, especially if you're trying to explain things like throughout multiple episodes and movies or, and things like that anyway. Dialogue. Clearly. Um, it has to make sense to me. Right. Um, acting is a very big part of it for me, too. <laughs> like, I don't know how you made it through that one show with that girl who was pregnant. Uh... American teenager? I think that's what it was. Yeah. I, I couldn't do it. Um, I don't know. It's, to be honest, it just has to be engaging for me. I know for movies you like action. Not always, though. But what I noticed is you actually do like dialogue and episodes because the, was it season? What season of that? Of, oh, uh, um, you're talking about with the Native um, Americans. Yeah, we mentioned it. No, that was a really good episode. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I didn't say I dislike dialogue. I'm just saying stuff oh. like that helps you kind of yeah bond with the characters and uh-huh. kind of follow the storyline a little but bit. But that's more. good acting, though. Also good acting, yes. and good writing. And, so. and, and good writing. Yeah, they came together and made a mm-hmm. a great trifecta. Yeah, because um, I told you, like at first, I refused to watch harry potter i had a friend who was like trying to get me to watch it and i was just like no i don't want to watch it i'm not interested in it um i think what what even got me into like watching it to be honest i don't know like i think it's just like it was something different and it was exciting and Mm -hmm. i think reading the books helped me Um, Because, you know, I'm the kind of person, even if I watch a movie or something, I can still go back and read the book. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I am kind of complicated when it comes to watching stuff sometimes. Yeah, you are. (laughs) What about you? What keeps you coming back? Um, You'll sit through bad stuff. I'll sit through bad things because sometimes I feel like it's, I know how hard it is to write something. You know what? Sometimes if it's a train wreck, if it's a good train wreck, I'll watch it, if that makes sense. Yeah, but, like, How to Get Away with Murder, it's like, I'm already kind of, I might as well finish now, you know? But, like, the first two seasons, it's like, it kept me in because it's a black woman, 
and she's a successful lawyer. She's really good. She plays no games. She's about her business, and she's teaching. Yeah, you know what else I like too, though, mystery. Mm-hmm. Mystery. Mm-hmm. A lot of the books I read literally has to be like fiction, like Take Me Away, mm-hmm. mystery type mm-hmm. stuff. I like stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's what pulled me into How to Get Away with Murder. Mm-hmm. Other shows like The Office is obviously a great show. Like, it's a great show. Like, The Office has some pretty funny moments. The it Office does. is hilarious, and it's it's a, a knee slapper. And Dwight is something else. Dwight. It's hilarious, <laughs> but I also love the parts where you watch character development and the, the development between Jim and Pam yeah. and how people grow up. That's another big part, too. Like, not to sound cliche because we just gave those notes, but if you give me a good backstory on people, too, sometimes that helps. Right. right. Which I think we kind of talked about that before. Yeah. So. Uh, and I don't. What other show I watch? You know, I've never really sat down and, like, broke down The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I just watched it because it was a good show when I was coming up, and I always watched it with my mom, so. Yeah. And you know what's crazy is, like, I used to watch comedy shows back in the day. For some reason, I can't today. Hmm. I don't know why. Like, I don't know if it's just everybody's humor Everybody's humor isn't my humor, so, of course, they're not going to write things to my liking all the time. But mm-hmm. I used to be able to watch, like, comedy things, like, back in the day the thing is like i can read i'm not too big sometimes on like watching certain genres in movies and tv Mm -hmm. but i very much so like for my book reading to be extremely diverse yeah so i can read like romance i can read sci-fi i can read just regular fiction i can read mystery and stuff like that but i'm very picky when it comes to like tv shows and films yeah you have to be and also you have to be picky when it comes to things that you're taking in Mm mm-hmm that's true. Because <laughs> you're going to have dreams about war. God, dog. That's true. That's why I won't watch uh, some of these horror films. Mm. I just, I can't do it. I'm too scared. <laughs> I'm too scared for stuff like that. Yeah, I understand that. I used to be terrified of It, which is, back then, was a great story. Used to be? You still, you aren't now? No, I'm not afraid of It. Oh. That new It week. Is it? He looks creepier. Nah, it's just new graphics. I'm not watching that new Candyman movie either. I'm Come not. on. No, I can't do it. Candyman was minding his business. Candy People Man. kept calling his name. That's true. Quick, leave him alone. <laughs> yeah, never mind. I'll tell you all. <laughs> leave me alone. Um, No, I don't know. It's just, like I told you, I can probably watch like Freddie and Jason now. That stuff I don't care about. Because you think it's funny. It is funny. No, Freddie versus Jason. It's so Okay, that's Freddie versus Jason. <laughs> Yeah. But not necessarily them like slaughtering children <laughs> while they're asleep or yeah. just being kids. Uh what's it called? He comes out every whatever. You talking about Jeepers Creepers? Jeepers Creepers. I won't watch that either. I've I've never made it through the first movie. Yeah, I'm kinda mad that I did. Does ain't like chopping people up or something? I don't know. Isn't he like a fish or something? I don't know. He looked like a fish. He was fishing for some bodies. Yeah, that movie was was creepy. Um, did you have anything else that you wanted to add to this? Oh, no. Um, I hope we helped you guys learn a little bit. Or at least spark something. Yeah, because we're still learning ourselves. Yeah. I just thought it would be cool to do an episode just kind of detailing a couple things. Mm -hmm. Um, We're not experts, of course. Of course not. I thought it would be cool to just kind of like 
put some of those elements out there. And if you are a screenwriter or you know somebody and there's something that you want to like correct us on or share with us, you guys can feel free to do that too. Please inform, give more data, correct us, show us the way. And research on your own. Yes, we have Google. Mm -hmm. This is the best time. Like I was telling you before, we were the piece of the last generation mm-hmm. that literally had to go to the library and yes. open up encyclopedias. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of merged to Google. So that's kind of crazy. That'd be something cool to tell your grandkids about. That we were both? That we were like, hey, we used to have to go to the library. Mm-hmm. We have to literally go through and find the topic and you have to, if somebody was using it, you have to wait for them to use what they have to use and then you use it. But yeah. then we got Google and yeah. Yahoo. I'm shout out to Yahoo. What was Whatever. his name? Ask Jeeves. <laughs> God dog. <laughs> <laughs> Ask Jeeves. I remember yeah. typing that crap in into my computer. Mm-hmm. And Ask Jeeves. I feel like there was another one. Ask Jeeves wasn't that good, though, to tell you the truth. It wasn't very informative. It was Ask Jeeves, and I feel like it was another one, but I'm not. I feel like it was another search engine. I'm just not sure what it was. I just remember Google and uh, Yahoo. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Some people use Bing, but whatever. Yeah. I seen a skit about somebody using Bing. It was pretty funny. What's wrong with Bing? Somebody was like, somebody was like, look something up. And he looked at the computer and he was using Bing. He's like, oh, no. <laughs> I've used Bing. <laughs> sure, go ahead. Use Bing. But I Googled that thing. I won't say like, I'm the Bing that. <laughs> wow. Hey, let's Bing that. Doesn't it pull up like Google? Exactly. That's why XG's was whack. AOL. Wow, AOL. Does that still uh, exist? I'm sure it does. Hey, send us an email if you ever had net zero. What is supply at gmail.com? We don't we don't want to know that. <laughs> that's the that's the that's the rising the rising part of this whole thing. We'll get to the uh the climax. Trash. Man, you couldn't I remember trying to be on uh MySpace and people, my mom would get on the phone and I'm like, bro, <laughs> I'm trying to listen to this song on MySpace. Well, look at you sounding all privileged. I had no computer. Well, excuse me. I'm just messing. Excuse me. <laughs> Can you imagine my grandma? Like, <laughs> we would never be able to use the computer. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, cool. I thought this was cool to do. I hope you guys learned something. Yes, please inform us. Give us something, uh, some tips. If you if you're out there, you're a screenwriter. We don't necessarily need to. Well, matter of fact, just keep it straight up with you. I don't want to see your scripts because I don't want any problems. Yeah, don't uh, either. Please don't. <laughs> but if you guys have any tips on screenwriting, or you can send us an example with just like some filler things. You know what I mean? Right. Stuff like that. Or if you have some information, you got some links or something that are not viruses, uh, send them things. <laughs> Thank you for uh, saying that. Too. Yeah. So, hey, <laughs> that's it for us. If you want us to continue and to review the five bloods, also, you know, let us oh know. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Couldn't get through it. But I feel hey. like I'm being set up. All right. <laughs> also, um, if you guys would like for us to maybe do some topics on other pieces of the film industry not just screenwriting because it takes a lot um just let us know all right and that's it for me what about yourself i am good over here all right so that's it right now this week 
but what's the plot? Be sure to hit us up at what is the plot at gmail.com. Make sure you subscribe, share, tell a friend to tell a friend. You can subscribe anywhere from any place that you receive your podcast from. Mm-hmm. Google, Apple, Overcast, but not Snapple. All right. What? So we are out. You guys have a great one. Until next time. All right.